So, hey guys, we we owe y'all an explanation. <laughs> yeah, if it wasn't immediately obvious, April Fools. April Fools. <laughs> this was our April Fools' Day cast. This was what we decided to do for April Fools' Day. Unedited, we spent two hours talking about the Seltzerberg movies. It's been trimmed down drastically, but and. By God, we almost lost it. We there were several times where we had to go off the record, and vent. But but let's let's get our opinion on these films out in the open and clear. Mm-hmm. We hated them. We, God, it was so, like if if you've been following either of our twitters, uh, you you know that we hated them pretty bad. Mm -hmm. These these were pretty bad. Um, just pay attention to our twitters, and uh, we may even release some chat logs with these because. We, we want to make yes. it clear. We hated these movies. These movies were some of the ugliest, most misogynistic, most homophobic, most racist crap we've ever seen. I mean, they were... You know, we watched Date Movie, and that was pretty blatantly ugly. Watched Disaster Movie. Upon first impression, we each thought, yeah, this is pretty toned down, but it's still bad. Then as we discussed them amongst ourselves, we just found more ugly like it was just as it was just as bad as date movie it was just piled under references, references. more references just lousy references by the way let's make it clear summer 2008 was one of the best summers ever for movies mm -hmm. and to have this movie be done as a capper and as a reference to it just ugh mm. and yeah it is i don't think we except for you know the fact that we pretended like we loved them uh, most of the things we said were actually true. Like, yes. those things did happen in the movies. Mm -hmm. Those did happen. Oh, yeah. We just have to know. See, unlike Seltzer and Freebird, we were going we were going to take our job seriously, so we actually sat down and watched the films so that we could comment on them. Right, right. <sighs> Holy Christ. And, of course, you know, a lot of the factoids we uh, presented were true. Mm -hmm. You know, we just presented the slant that, you know, the opposite slant. Yeah. Like, of course, of course, the, the first and second Naked Gun movies are the best, and 33 is here, it is kind of where it slipped. Yeah, it's it's a hard film. That's one of those movies, I enjoyed it when I was 10. I mm -hmm. doubt that I could watch it now and feel particularly fond of it, because the humor in it is so blatant. And I honestly really do kind of feel like they were probably... I really do mean it, that I think that I get the impression that that was the one that inspired them. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Something we didn't mention was Gary Movie 3 and 4 was directed by David Zucker, uh, which is too bad. Mm -hmm. uh, Scary Movie 4 is the only movie ever. And I've seen a lot of bad movies in theaters, but it was the only movie that I just considered walking out in the middle. I didn't even walk in, so... These movies are lazy, awful parodies. Um, I mean, you know, I, I mocked airplane of course we recommend you see that <laughs> yes airplane and no brilliant. we haven't no we have not seen the airport movies does that matter no no it didn't because it stands on its own they actually wrote jokes for these whereas most of these movies really and truly do depend upon you having gotten the references and a number of these references are such poorly dated references Ugh. Mm -hmm. they're, they're 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 terrible there are jokes in these movies that i don't even get there are jokes inside of uh the Starving Games, which just came out, that I don't get because the references are so dated. Yeah, and the, thi the thing with Michael Jackson, they keep, like, okay, 
date movie, he would die three years later. Disaster movie, he had died the year after that came out. And it was already clear that the man was very mentally ill. Yes. And both of them, of course, they made fun of the child molestation accusations. Which I don't believe were true, to be clear. No, I mean, he kind of put himself in that position, but I really don't think he did, no. I, I think Michael no. Jackson was most likely completely asexual, to be honest. Yeah. But we're not here to discuss Michael Jackson. We're here to discuss the fact that that's a terrible joke. Mm -hmm. I want to take a moment also to express my sympathy for the actresses that were stuck in these movies. Um, uh -huh. Yeah, Alison Hannigan. I, I, again, I, if it wasn't clear from the joke references, I am a huge fan of her work. Um, I love the American Pie films. I love Buffy. I love How I Met Your Mother. That show will be over when this cast is released. And yeah. I'm going to mourn it because this last season has been one of the best in any show that I've ever seen having a final season. So uh, mm -hmm. I want to take a moment to praise some things that we do love. And I just, and, and I feel bad for Walsh, uh, the actress that uh, plays the Katniss parody, because she's trying. And, and that's what hurts about these movies is every now and then you'll see an actor who's trying. Mm -hmm. Diedrich Bader does seems to be at least trying a Donald Sutherland impression, and he's not bad in it. Yeah, the stuff they have come out of his mouth, though, are horrible. It's not funny. None of this... And it, that movie, my God, did it look cheap. I mean, we couldn't uh, even resist yeah. joking about it in the cast. It looked cheap. It looked like shit. Yeah. The point I was heading to with the Michael Jackson thing, though, is there's still a child molestation joke in yeah. Starving Games. And it's weird, awkwardly shoehorned in one. Give me your hair. We'll join the ends and make love, Navi style. Are you trying to hook up with me? Oh, what? No, 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 no. Um, I think that I was just hallucinating. You better not be. I'm only twelve. Even for them. So it's one of those, they would have done a child molestation joke one way or another, and that's horrifyingly bad. There's a real ugliness to Freeberg and Seltzer's movies. Mm-hmm. They are, there's something profoundly rotten about these men, and it's bothersome. I, so, mm -hmm. I want to call the movie out for that. I want to call the movie out for being just a profoundly rotten and uncomfortable and unpleasant experience. I did not find much to enjoy in this movie. I didn't find much to laugh at in this movie. In any of these movies. Um, I don't... No. There wasn't a moment where I laughed once in three movies. Uh, I take that back. There was one moment that I did laugh at. And that was completely unintentional. And that was the, uh, the fact that I'd been to Shreveport in 2008. So I recognized mm -hmm. it. I mean, I knew that was where they shot anyway. But I still recognized the city. And I have to admit that I thought it was kind of funny that you're seeing the apocalypse in Shreveport. So yes, I did legitimately enjoy that. Side note, yeah. my wife was born in Shreveport, so some very good mm -hmm. things have come out of Shreveport. Um, these were ugly, unpleasant, unenjoyable films. Stay the hell away from them. Yeah, we watched them so you didn't have to. We didn't even hit on the half the ugliness. Like, just there's so many horrid jokes in this. Children getting beaten up. Yeah, especially towards women. I mean, oh, God. God. There's there's something profoundly wrong about that. I, 
And I, I don't think anybody has hit on this. It occurs to me, I don't think anybody's really called them out on their ugliness to women. Because as I mentioned, they have three kinds of women. I wasn't kidding about that. There really and truly are. Um, there's a gratuitous girl fight scene. God, I, I, I feel bad because I kind of betrayed the joke by using the term gratuitous as much as I did. But there's a gratuitous yeah. girl fight scene <laughs> between Kim Kardashian and Carmen Electra in Disaster Movie. Mm-hmm. I... Ugh, it was awful, and I feel bad for everybody involved in this movie, so hopefully their stuff continues to just... Eventually, I think they're going to get to a point where they won't get financing. Yeah, I mean, because they're already independent. Uh, we didn't even touch on the fact that apparently their first non-parody movie was so mm-hmm. bad, like, apparently it was everything that they contain, and only it really pushed their issues with women and race wow. to the forefront, so... No, wow. we will not be. We will not be watching that for an addendum to this cast. There will be no more addendums to this cast. I'm done with these movies. No, no, Jesus, no. Done forever. The Muppets and Captain America are coming. That's what I care about. So. Yes, exactly. Shall we? Uh, <sighs> let's talk for a moment then about good parody. What do we consider good parody? Well, we did mention in in the cast Walk Hard, which I think is the last really great parody movie that we've had um that is Mm -hmm. a superb film if you get the chance to see it all jokes aside really i love that movie it's a parody of biopics that was a time when uh both walk the line and ray came out and this movie just mercilessly skewers them it comments on biopics (laughs) it comments on the formulaic nature of them and it's funny in its own right and one of the things they do in the movie that's really kind of brilliant is the music that's in it is genuinely good music I have the soundtrack, yeah. and it's good stuff to listen to. There's some pretty damned good rockabilly tunes in the film that are really... Like, even the, t- the title song isn't even all that funny so much as it is just a damned good song in that genre. Uh, John C. Yeah. Riley can actually really... He has a good Roy Orbison-type voice, mm-hmm. and he's good in it. I mean, it's that's just a really good movie, so seek that out. But, you know, not just movies like that. You know, that one, of course, came from uh, Judd Apatow, uh, co-wrote and produced it. Not another teen movie. Yeah. Sorry about a movie that's aiming for the same level as these movies. That's a good one. Only they hit it. Like, I haven't seen it. You have, but... It's funny. It's legitimately funny, and it comments on these movies. That's just it. It says something about these movies. It has a perspective on them. It's funny. It actually has an unusually good cast for a film of this type. You've got, let's see, Chris Evans. is. This was one of his first things he ever did. <laughs> nice. He plays kind of the Freddie Prinze Jr. type character in the movie. You've got superb supporting work from, uh, like, just looking at, like, the various actors in it. You've got Randy Quaid, um, Lacey Chabert, um, Mr. T shows up in a scene. It's unusually good. Uh, Mia Kirshner, who's a veteran of uh, Atomic Oyen's films, has a surprisingly big part in it, and her character is really pretty awful and funny. <laughs> so I recommend it. That's one that I would actually say seek out. Again, obviously the Naked Gun movies, more so the first two, but the third one still. I mean, I still enjoy the third one. Um, yeah. The fact that I own Top Secret was not a joke, but what was a joke was, yeah, yeah, I, I love that movie. Yeah, Top Secret. Uh, oh, yeah. That's one that gets overlooked in their lineup of films, but it's it's a gem. Siskel and Ebert beat the drum hard for that movie. That's why I made sure to note their savaging of it. 
because they beat the drum mm-hmm. hard for that movie. And that's also, of course, uh, Zucker, Abraham Zucker. Um, you know, going back, of course, the Mel Brooks movies. Of course, Mel Brooks. Uh, you're not going to go wrong there. Probably more so his earlier stuff than his latter than his latter stuff. But you know, Mel yeah. Brooks. Uh, not to say there isn't a fair bit of homophobia. No, there, but that was the culture then. That was the culture. It was the '70s, unfortunately. But in terms of other places to look for parody, I mean, look, you can't go wrong with. Honestly, I still think Saturday Night Live on its good weeks is pretty good, and they've done some mm-hmm. great parodies. The internet is hit and miss, but when but when there are good ones, there are good ones. Sesame Street does good parody, believe it or not. They did parody of Mad Men. It was pretty. It was pretty brilliant. So there's there's still good parody out there, and yeah, it's been pointed out that part of the reason that parody movies have such a hard time is because it's hard to make jokes about movies that make jokes about themselves. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, because honestly, are you going to find a better Avengers spoof than the actual Avengers movie? <laughs> Any movie that has Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man in it cannot possibly be taken too seriously. <laughs> We also kind of point out in the cast that one of the reasons that this this is a bad idea is that they're making fun of comedies. Yeah, don't remind me of Superbad, because all you're going to do is make me wish I was watching that. Right. By the way, I had the quip about the printed copy of the screenplay. Obviously, mm-hmm. that was a joke directed at myself. I very happily <laughs> own a copy, a printed copy of the screenplay. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, don't don't remind me of the Judd Apatow films. Don't remind me of Enchanted. Because I've seen those movies. I love those movies. Again, Enchanted, there's a great parody movie. Again, one I still have to see. You you'd love it. You'd love it. It's it's great. But yeah. There are good parody movies out there. This is just these guys they stink, so Yeah. Eh. You're horrid. Don't give them your money. I feel bad that I did. Yeah. So, I mean, that's all that there is to say to it. Um, shall we? Uh, sh- let's. Shall we briefly talk about what happened? By the way, on the recording of this cast, this is a little. I want to kind of peek behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. I think we mentioned it a little at the beginning, but we can't elaborate. We almost lost this cast. You all are lucky <laughs> that you got to hear it. We almost lost uh, this cast. Uh, we all, not, and I don't mean this addendum. I mean we almost lost the entire two our cast that we did but we were able to use some recovery tools and it's saved and recorded and it'll you'll get to hear it and you know that's all that it comes down to is we were able to recover so this was almost a lost cast yeah i mean god and we did (sighs) if it had been lost we would have done an emergency record but we would have we would have dropped the uh, whole parody idea we would have just done straightforward because we didn't watch these movies for nothing. We, because really and truly, these were hard. This was, honestly, not only do I know if I would watch a talking cat again, I already have. Mm-hmm. I watched it with my brother, his wife, and my wife. Uh, and honestly, it's a great party movie. <laughs> yeah, in the long run, a talking cat uh, is pretty harmless. It's mockable. Uh, yeah, at least compared to these pieces of shit. Because this is so ugly. This is just, ugh. And no, mm. we're obviously we're not gonna double back and watch the other movies. I don't ever want to see anything these men have done ever again. If their name is attached to something, I am running so far away. I mean, seriously, these guys want to do a Liberace biopic. 
Mm-mm. And that really is true, by the way. That actually is one of their goals. Yeah. Ugh. I think I will probably seek out the uh, Soderbergh's. Yeah, I, I I need to see it. I just haven't had time yet. I I want to watch it because mm-hmm. uh, Soderbergh, Michael Douglas's Liberace. I mean, honestly, you probably got me right oh, there. Nice. You've got me right there with Michael Douglas as Liberace, which actually it's really good casting. Douglas actually does bear a striking resemblance to the man. So, although I'm more excited about Douglas's uh, Hank Pym in um, Ant Man. Yeah, true. But I mean, I just this this was just this was bad. Just this was just. This was not good, so we're Mm-mm. we're glad to put this behind us. Uh, we didn't do we didn't do the usual parts, but let's let's do those real quick because we do intend to do them. Next up, we're doing musicals. Musicals. Uh, this is another one that's been a long time in the works. We love musicals. Yeah, we do. We we seriously do. And we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about what makes a good musical, what makes a bad musical, and I'm going to elaborate on my thoughts on a musical that I think more people should love, so. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I think we're going to focus on, uh, if I remember right, uh, some of the contemporary musicals. Yeah, we're going to look at the contemporary musicals, so we, we've got a lot of yeah. viewing to do uh, between now and then, but, you know, because, I mean, it would make no sense to talk about the era of paint your wagon. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot there, but, yeah, Chicago and yeah. some of the ones that have come out. More in the last 20 years. Yeah, well, more really in the last 15, especially. But we're going to look at the musical, really, I think the best way to say it is we're going to look at the musical post Moulin Rouge. There you go. Yeah. Which means I'm going to have to watch Moulin Rouge. Yeah. <laughs> um, the things we do for our art. Um, and really... Yes, indeed. Y'all, we did this We did this to make y'all laugh. That's what it comes down to, so... We did. Let's let's do the run-through of our places. Yes. You can email us at uh, filmwormpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, send us suggestions, send us anything, send us love mail, send us hate mail. You can find us on our Twitter at, at filmroomcast. Our individual Twitters are at untitleduser and at prvnomanprd. Facebook us, uh, facebook.com slash thefilmroom. Like our page. We'll pass along news of what's coming in the film world, what's coming for us. Uh, we'll hint, both our Twitter and Facebook feeds, we hint at what's coming next and what we're doing. And you can find us on our blog. I think the blog for the actual, it, you will see it already, but the actual April Fool's thing will be very slim. Mm-hmm. If there's anything to blog, we'll probably actually put it on this one. Yeah. We, we want the joke to be good, even though anybody who's been following us on Twitter knows. Yeah, yeah, we pretty much have given the game away. But I, I wasn't gonna do it. I wasn't gonna do that much work. Might yeah, have had an aneurysm. Yeah. But <laughs> you, you can find the the blog at thefilmroom.podbean.com. Yeah, and that's where that's where it sources. You can also, uh, if iTunes is more convenient for you, then follow us there. Subscribe. And, uh, you know, leave us, leave us comments, review us. I think that's the end of that. Yeah, that's it for us for April Fools. We hope you enjoyed it. That was a Herculean effort, but uh, it was worth it. Yes, yes it was. You're not the one. Even if you've been told time and time again That you're always gonna lose and never gonna win Gotta keep that vision in your mind's eye Standing on top of a mountain high
outtakes. Why parody his style? That doesn't make any sense to me. I know. Uh, and it, it, it just didn't <laughs> work. It was a weird decision. I'm going to have to cut a lot of laughing from my side. But I mean, honestly, we've been getting off track, and it should be noted that we're coming to that point where we need to start discussing date movie. Yeah, we need to start, start to talk about the movies. Yeah, date movie. Here, let's pause for a moment so that we can put in an epic cue from something like How to Train Your Dragon or the Avatar soundtrack. Something <laughs> epic and sorry needs to go here. <laughs> it was Julia Jones, I believe. Julia Jones, yes. Out of character note, I uh, forgot her name because I didn't care, so, but... <clears throat> it's okay, I didn't... Uh, out of character yeah, note, yeah. I don't remember the names of any of the other characters in any of these films. Yeah, so f fair play, but yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> And that makes me mad because then Joseph Gordon-Levitt went and stole that joke from Date Movie for uh, Don John. Ah, uh, ah, uh, yeah. Come on. Why don't you steal from this? This just tops that joke. I mean, you can't, you can't top something that's already been topped. It's sad because I'm trying to think of like credentials that Gordon-Levitt was in that I could easily mock him for, and it occurs to me that I've pretty much liked his entire filmography. I'm sure he's done some movies that weren't very good, but really, truly, he's made a lot of really great movies. Yes. Is that Was that in character or out of character? That was out of character. I mean, I'm seriously okay. trying to think <laughs> of a movie that I could parody him for, and, you know, he's, can't. he's made too many good movies! I can't even make fun of 10 <laughs> Things I Hate About You because that movie's really good! Damn it, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, why do you have to choose your movies so well? Did you see 10 Things I Hate About You? Yeah, I've, I saw that ad nauseum back in the day. It's that's really, it's really funny. Uh, so anyway, and there is also that moment yeah. where you realize that the Joker went to high school with uh, Robin, so go back to uh, Third yes. Rock on, from the Sun, boy. <laughs> I actually liked that oh show. Oh my god, I feel so dirty. Um. But anyway, uh, but anyway, getting back anyway. but, but getting back to this movie. They just keep going, and wow, it's funny because they... Sorry. I am intentionally leaving these pauses, by the way. Please do. For the most part. Please do. There's jokes about men in drag. There's jokes about having had gay affairs in the past. There's a scene early mm -hmm. on where it's funny that a guy is running towards another man. I mean, these are jokes that in 20 years will not at all look as uncomfortable as, say, a blackface joke. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, and... Oh god, I don't know where to go. Out uh, of character, I don't know where to go with that. Well, they both sound incredibly offensive. <laughs> I think we should put in an, a moment of uncomfortable silence. Yeah, I think so. Um, because we do, because <laughs> we need to underscore how awful that is. And we get an Amy Winehouse joke, and those jokes are timeless. Timeless, yes. Even though she died of the issues that they make fun of in this movie. Uh, she may... Oh God, I'm gonna feel so bad saying this. She may have died, but, you know, her, uh... Sp her spirit lives on, or something like that. Yeah. I'm guessing that wasn't mm -hmm. a coincidence, and I'm sure that was a reference to the death of Ledger, a um, supremely talented actor who was taken from us too soon because of a um, an overdose of a sleeping pill. Yeah, that was funny, you guys. I'm glad that you guys brought up that joke. I'm glad that you guys saw fit to make a joke that was clearly not coincidental aimed at a man's death. Tasteful! And you're going to leave that in there completely as it is. I am. 
I mean, this is there. There has to be there has to be some seams here. <laughs> I mean, they could focus on her acting ability, which is questionable. Uh, the fact that they could focus on the kind of person she actually is, which I hear is not very good. No, I have not heard particularly nice things about her behind the scenes at all. To be serious, mm -hmm. no. If you're being serious, I really haven't heard she's a good person at all. Kind of out of character. Did you hear the story about what she did on uh, after, like, at the Edward release party? No. Oh God, she. You know, she plays his wife. Yes. Um, and. Uh, she she went up to the actual person, like his his actual wife, who is supposed to be a very nice woman, by the way. Yes, and said, "Ah, I can't believe I got to play the worst actress in the world." Okay. She said that to her once again. In reality, Dolores Parker was supposed to be a lovely woman who was actually genuinely supportive mm -hmm. of Wood. The relationship just fell apart because it fell apart. Right. Uh, she was actually she actually knew all about his drag habits. And was completely supportive of mm -hmm. him. Actually enjoyed it. She actually thought it was fun. Hmm. Good. And by the way, I should um, also pause real quick to note: Have you ever seen any photos of what the actual wood looked like? Uh, Ed Wood. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Weirdly enough, Johnny Depp was actually a really good choice for the part. Yeah. He actually was a good looking. He it looks like him. It was good casting, but anyway, that's us getting off topic. But yeah, I mean, again, yeah, yeah. I could focus. We could have focused on the fact that. Okay, let's just start from the beginning on that joke because I want to get that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I'm really glad it. that they went with. I actually own a copy of the printed script to Twister, and it's sad how that, how bad that original script was because it was like this very serious take on tornado mm -hmm. hunting, that took its subject very seriously. And they wound up hiring a bunch of... Admittedly, they hired a bunch of hacks to do the rewrites, but they did rewrite it into something much stronger. The Snorfest writer known as Michael Crichton. Well, yeah. Well, Crichton, yeah, he was horrible. His original script is terrible. Yes. I don't recommend you read it, because it's inferior in every way to the finished film. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's fine. Um... Man, we are not trying to hide this. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not at all. Well, we're not. This is our April Fool's Day. Good. <laughs>